in your ear. Podcast. Hi, I'm Mike. Microphone. Like, you know, on, you know who doesn't this? wax his pubes? Hi, I'm Antonio Mike. Antonio Banderas. You don't know that. <laughs> no, you no, I, I kind of, I do. I've dreamt about sex, it many times. A sex double, maybe. Hi. Hi, I'm Mike. <laughs> I'm, I'm Josh. No, wait. I'm, um, yeah. Uh, all right, some Josh. Is that the you order we go in? You are? Hi, I'm Mike. Hi. 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 Hi, I'm Mike. I'm Josh. Me amo David. Hey. <laughs> Hi. Hi. I'm J-Bone. And, and this is. This is. This, does this it is. suck? Fuck now. Solo, guitars. let's go. What movie they call did you them pick? Guitars. What movie guitars. did you pick? I'm not explaining shit anymore. I'm not scheduling right. shit because we're a hot mess. I'm Mike just had a baby. Solo had knee surgery. Solo, what movie did you pick? Uh, I did Desperado. Um, yeah, you did. My God, I did. Tell Dave, us about sit Desperado. Down. I'm going to take notes. I'm going to tell you how to do a synopsis. Are you ready? Oh, shit. The, <laughs> there was a man. I sat down. There was <laughs> a man. He reset oh, wait, down. We, all right. There was a man. He, uh, he wanted sucks revenge. Already. He wanted revenge, and he got it. The end. Yes. Perfect <laughs> synopsis of this movie. There was a there was a, live there room. was a, the yeah. biggest Ooh. Mexican you've ever seen. And along shit. the way, shit. <laughs> and along the way, he made a little love. He no, sure all right. Did. So I'll give you I'll give you a little background. Back in the early '90s, there was a movie made by a up and coming Mexican director by the name of Robert Rodriguez for like $37 called El Mariachi. And it was a blood soaked revenge tale that was like kind of a um, com- comedic take on a, on a Western revenge story. And it caught fire and people loved it. And so they gave him $7 million and told him to remake it for an American audience. And thus Desperado was born. Uh, and it, technically, and it, this is a sequel. Well, yes, technically it is the sequel, but it was only a sequel like after the fact. It was not originally shot as the sequel. Sure. And the yes. original actor is in this movie, right? He's one of the mariachis, right? He is. He's yeah, he calls up. Yeah. Is he the one who kills himself with the rocket? <laughs> yes. No. No, no. He's, he's the machine gun guy. Gun. Yeah. Uh, he's got the yeah. Gatling gun guitar. Yeah. All right. So, I mean, Solo's synopsis was okay. But I mean, really, we basically open with no, this. this is boring movie. now. This movie's about amazing a- monologue. <laughs> I was about to say, I love the opening Panels. of this movie, uh, and I forgot how much I, it was. Just like a, a different, fun take on, as Solo was saying, on just that whole genre at the time. But Steve Buscemi walks into a bar. Basically, that's the opening. Mm-hmm. And he's telling a story. And just the way he played with also the way he played with the action in that little sequence kind of sets up the whole thing of like the biggest Mexican he's ever seen. And then when he starts shooting people, they fly 30 feet in the air. <laughs> and and it's not like so bad, like um, like old 70s, like Roger Gorman, like B-movie bad. It actually works like that's what always surprised me about kind of some of his gratuitous. Not everything works in the movie, but 
that works for me. Like, you know, shotgun, 15 feet, he flies into the wall. It's kind of an awesome shot. Like, I really like it. Yeah. it. Uh, I think you hit on something right away there, Dave, which is like, this movie is made with a love for those kind of 70s exploitation movies. Those cheapy, like, bar fight biker movies and, like, Mexican standoff yeah. movies and shit like that. But it's also so 90s and is now as aged to that oh, it's yeah. it's like as silly as the things it was paying homage to itself now. So somebody's going to come along and make a like version of Desperado that is now the modern version, which has the seventies, nineties and 2020s or whatever. Yeah. We gotta, we gotta get somebody to do that. So and that humor in this and these action sequences, I think that was also new within the realm of action at the time or not new. It was yes. revitalized like through Tarantino, Rodriguez, John Woo. Woo, especially. Well, and then also, yeah, yeah. you know, Jackie Chan later breaking into the market. And I think that that was important because guess what do you see in every superhero movie now is like the amalgamation of all those things coming together and that sort of humor in it. But at the time, it was definitely different. Like you were like, oh, my God, that's awesome. But Even Army of Darkness at the time was kind of, like that, you know, for, yeah, for like a gun soaked action movie. It was also I, at least personally. There may be movies that were made before this, but for me, previously, if there was a gun soaked bloody action movie, it was an ultra masculine Schwarzenegger, you know, Stallone type of, you know, protagonist, this guy that's just like uber manly. And here was this sexy, like (laughs) sexy as shit, smooth, like, and it just, everything dripped sex. (laughs) It was like sexy gunfighting. What you're saying, like about like the difference between like '80s action, like '80s action is just like so straightforward, and it doesn't like uh, it like takes itself like much more serious than this movie does. Like this movie yes. has a sense of humor about its, itself. Like Antonio is like a, uh, Banderas is like a little self-deprecating in it, mm-hmm. um, where there's like like um. I don't know. This movie is like aware of itself in a way that a Schwarzenegger movie is not like completely unaware of itself. You know, well, I think too. Like prior to that, you had Die Hard, and I think that that was another introduction of a likable, non-muscly, like superhero. As well, as Bruce Willis would say, it's a Jersey thing, which he actually ultra you know, like ultra masculine, but in a different way. Like, he's more like make fun, self-deprecating though. Like that character is. He's he's a well, like, yeah. He's, he's no, a I'm weaker he's character. Funny and like like, but but when you watch Die Hard, like though the I mean I think Die Hard is like a perfect movie, but like it it takes itself like very seriously. And, and even though That's there's true. like lots of That's comic true. elements in it, it, there's never this sense of like. I am paying homage to this or, or it's clowny. Like uh Death yeah. is clowny. Like there's like yes. literally like three stages yeah. sound effects going on in this movie. <laughs> I don't think like, yeah, when the you have, any finer than that. When you <laughs> Sam like, Raimi is a good jump off point. Dave oh, said oh yeah. 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 Sam Raimi, I think is a good, really good comparison to like the way this movie is like, like um, it's these directors who are like making you aware of the process too. They're like, they're mm-hmm. like just sort of like wearing their influences on their, on their sleeves. But but like that's what's setting them apart and like making them unique, you know. It's at, and it's a man time. walked into a bar, like Dave said. It's yeah. literally like yeah, a movie that starts oh, totally. with man walked into a bar. There's a whole scene where Tarantino gets to tell a joke that's still kind of funny. Yeah, like which uh, is amazing. 
Yeah. Like, and they, like, like you yeah. can tell Robert Rodriguez is like having fun making this. Like, yes. like this is very fun for him. Like this is not like him exercising demons or or you know like whatever the litany of reasons is for for a lot of other directors. Yeah, yeah it's totally like it. I want yeah. I want to make my own version of these movies that I love, and I have two <laughs> and I have two movie stars to be in it because he he clearly knew that Antonio Banderas was on some other shit in this movie. He's like this yeah, dude oh is God, fucking yes. swinging dick through this movie. I got Han Solo right here, and, yeah. and I'm just gonna I'm gonna go with it, and it's awesome because like he's just the like. Uh, it's like he's like shit. I get to make this movie, like Dave said, for way more money than I ever thought I'd ever making money for. Uh, I have like kind of stuntmen people, or at least people yeah. that act as stuntmen. <laughs> Two. We got Two some explosions. <laughs> he's like shit. He's like, and I got a, I, I got like a real movie star. Like this dude, Antonio Banderas. I don't think you can like, exaggerate how like movie star he yeah. is in this movie. He's he just on cho- it. he chews up the scenery he's, in this. He, like he. He makes this movie really into what it is. Every facial expression, like everything he does, Mm -hmm. every like close-up shot is just like perfect. But I kind of (laughs) think you're right because, like, if you think about this movie, like without him, like it's it's kind of a B movie. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, it is a B movie. Yeah. Well, it's. I mean, it is. Dave is nodding. You guys can't see him. Yes. (laughs) Yes. But no, it is. I think it is. It's it's a B movie, but it's like at a time when like. People like Hollywood wasn't making B movies to be right. like this. Like this movie was like a. Well, you also had hit, a strong you know? indie. You had a very strong indie scene mm-hmm. that had just really started to emerge by the early '90s, and especially with like the explosion of like of Pulp Fiction. I mean, you had Reservoir Dogs before that from Tarantino as well, but it was really you, you had a viable thing where they they could afford to do it, which now they really can't. In in that way, it goes to streaming instead, but. What was interesting is we were talking about this prior and one of the things that I was, I was watching this show called warrior nun on Netflix and Mike and I's dad, for some reason has an obsession and really likes the show. I'm going to watch it. Tom being obsessed with the show makes me want to watch it. So I'm going to watch it. I mean, it's not a horrible, horrible show. Careful because he's, he's also like really into uh, like British, you know, police, Dramas and stuff. Or like uh, uh, political, yeah, political, uh, you know, espionage <laughs> kind of stuff. He's Detective Montalbano and he goes around Sicily yeah. and he has a little something to eat and then he solves a crime and someone points a gun and he goes, Oh, come on. Yeah. yeah. I can't you. believe it was that old lady who killed him. <laughs> I'm Detective that, Montalbano. Like and, and, uh, uh, yeah, and he likes, like, you know, Madam Prime Minister or whatever. Like yeah. Madam Secretary. That's normal. Yeah. This yeah. is more abnormal. So one yeah. of the things that, that <laughs> Dave... The point, oh, yeah, the, Dave the point was is that uh, in Warrior Nun and as I'm watching Desperado and other things that I'm interested in, and I'm also editing a short, so you feel like I've been around good and bad acting altogether too much over the past two months. And I'm watching Warrior Nun and I'm the second season and I'm going, I, I don't know if I like this show, but I want to finish it to talk to my dad about it. And I went, ah, that's it. The acting is bad. And that was after I watched Desperado. Yeah. And it's a thing of having, you can have a contrived script where it's like, you know, well, what is the evil angel going to do next? And then they say, well, let me tell you what he's going to do next. And we just kind of like, you know, you're just setting up everything. But yeah. And if you have too much of that, it's just kind of boring. Yeah. You don't have an Antonio Banderas, Selma Hyatt, who yeah. deliver that with something. And yeah. Antonio Banderas, especially in this, 
I remember the first time I saw it too. It was so unique that you were almost like, "What the fuck is he doing?" Yeah, I like it. I really like I, it. like that bar. I, 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 yeah, I may have seen is amazing. You missed me. I, every time, <laughs> I've seen this movie. yeah. Like, cumulatively, I think I've seen this movie like twenty to thirty times. Me too. Uh, and I still, ha- I like, I still maybe get only sixty six percent of what he says, and I still don't <laughs> care. Oh, I think well, I got a lot of it a at lot. this point. Yeah. No, no, I mean, no, there's, there's, I'm goes, telling you, maybe it's my, my, my volume mix, but it's very, I don't know. Yeah. Some of it, when he's like, oh, you're talking about yeah, he like, <laughs> yeah. I feel I like, ma- am I getting old? It's just like whispering in movies. This is like, well, I'm not going to get any of that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but it doesn't matter. That's what's great <laughs> about it, though. It doesn't matter. Like, whatever he mix. said, I'm like, yeah, man, you guess. That's yeah, how I exist in real life. I think it's why I don't why I don't care Wait, about plot you guys, because I never pick up any of it anyway. I just you guys know it. Matt O'Neill, right? My sister's husband. Yes, I didn't don't know. He, didn't he look like the bad guy? Going this? So, so Bucho? the guy, the dream sequence. <laughs> Bucho. He looks. Bucho. I'm gonna. <laughs> I have to find a picture. I will get a picture of him. And uh, well, I'll do a compare and contrast because we he do looks need to like that. Mike, Mike, when you, you know, ask him if he looks like that guy or do yeah. you think you look like this guy, show him the scene after Salma Hayek and, and, and the Desperado are making love. Then they have this like really quick shot to some woman on top of Bucho just like screaming. And then he oh, gets the in her mouth. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And be like, do you look like this guy? <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like, oh, so yeah. that was not that was not the woman who who takes the oh, gun no. out of his pants when she t- French no, that was not her. No, no. No. By the okay, way, fun although fact, I would have enjoyed um, that more, Robert, she was hot. <laughs> Robert Rodriguez originally wanted Raul Julia for that role, but he died for Bucho. Oh, for Bucho. Yeah. I like that guy. He does a good right. job, though. He's no, not, I mean, that, I mean, that would have been incredible, but but the guy did the the other actor was good too. Uh, look, He's really and, fun and with his with his seven million dollar budget. He really, you know, he landed you know Cheech Marin and he landed Steve Buscemi, who was no slouch at the time so, either. And, and, and that's Quentin Tarantino. I wanna, yeah, I want to <laughs> talk about Tarantino. Tarantino. It reminded me, Dave, you're on fire with this one. You're you're th- you're you're sparking ideas in my head. So Tarantino. <laughs> so. But that era was a big deal. El Mariachi definitely got a boost by being after Reservoir Dogs, right? But Tarantino, uh, Tarantino you know, birthed a whole generation of filmmakers who were ripping off Tarantino movies and learning from him. Yeah. Robert Rodriguez was on the same shit as Tarantino was from like Jump Street 2. And he was never ripping off Tarantino. He and Tarantino were ripping off the same things together. Uh, and I think that's just like, that has aged really well because you watch a lot of Tarantino post Reservoir Dogs movies and it's all Tarantino everywhere. And this is like, wait, here's this other kind of like slightly different flavor of these ingredients. Uh, and I think that held up really well. That's all. He's yeah. a peer. He wasn't, he wasn't yeah. a uh, devotee. And so many well, film students so went out more, after. Whoa, whoa, that was uh, all of you. No. <laughs> more, uh, just, Dave, I want to drop no. one, solo, one, more casting, one more casting fun Ask fact because it's all the shuffling of like how Robert Rodriguez got these guys in these roles is that he originally wanted Steve Buscemi to do Quentin Tarantino's role. He just wanted him there to deliver that joke because he thought that yeah. guy would be perfect to deliver that joke. But then he got approached by Tarantino. was like, dude, I want to be in your movie. And he was like, whatever part you want. And he gave him the script and he's like, I want this part. He's like, you got it. So he moved Steve <laughs> Buscemi to the other role. And history. Steve Buscemi's made. a little weird in that role. Like, not that he's fine and I like him. I just <laughs> wish there was something more about that role. Like, I, 
I, I never you, say this. You're going to hear yeah. this. I want to know some backstory on Steve Buscemi's <laughs> character. Yes. I want to know what their, oh. what their relationship was. Because he's like, you're the only person yeah. I can trust. And he's like, I'm out. I can't do this anymore. Like, how many, how long is this murder? Sp- I never Come understood the time the frame of this. Come to the dark side, J-Bone. Come no. to the dark but side. For this one instance, and because I love Steve Buscemi and I would like to see him flex out a little bit more, Tarantino gets to, like, go bug-eyed and, and like, fucking chew scenery for one scene. Buscemi has to carry a couple scenes, which just him and Banderas. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, he doesn't get to be as, as wild. The opening though, the opening though, where he tells the story, he's so good. Yeah. Yeah, It's great. Absolutely. Like crushes that. And the bartender gets it worst of all. (laughs) Yeah. But it sets the tone. Real low lights. Not like the class acts you got in this joint. (laughs) Yeah. This is some really good beer, but best beer I've had. Like all, all of that shit is so good. And, and I think it like sets the tone for the movie because I, I kind of had like just, I don't know, forgotten about a lot about this movie. So mm-hmm. um, when I, came on, I was just like, oh, man, I'm so exhausted. I have to watch this movie. And then I saw the beginning and Steve Buscemi like right away. I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah, this this yeah. is awesome. Like he is setting this up. And I know like I already knew what was going to happen, but it was like it reminded me. It's like this movie. It's like every element of it is great. Every scene of it is like just enough it um, like um it does the, the cross lo- dissolves i found a little gratuitous but i always did <laughs> not in this movie because that's what they did in the 70s <laughs> this it's um cross it's, it's the it's economical like no. it's the language he, he's using he's like it's, this is like kind of his blank check kind of movie too where it's just no, like I, like where where, where or, or, i mean he made this this made his career it did mean, but like I think the one he like shot, stepped up to the plate and like yeah. knew what he was going to do, and it was. The same. I also wonder, from like a directing standpoint, did they do um, the story from Steve Buscemi as like one shot? Because I think they kind of did. It just seemed like when they would cut back to it that they they weren't shooting him too much from any other angle, which I liked because he had other stuff to cut too. But it was like just let Steve Buscemi. Do the do the whole thing, you know what I mean? I'm, I looking, I'm looking through my notes. I think he only I like had. The, I know he only had Cheech for like six days, and I think he only had Steve Buscemi for like about the same amount of time. So yeah, there was all these notes about how they had to shoot that one bar shootout scene with Cheech, where like they had him duck, and then they like they didn't shoot the rest of the shootout, and they just like laid bodies around the bar where they thought people would be dead, and then they filmed the end of the scene with him because he had to leave like the next day, and like, ah, we'll do something like that when we fill in the gunfight. Well, that was so, what, so we were also, we, we talked briefly, but um, Emily uh, sent me the thing from Deadline, and it was Jim Jarmusch talking about, you know, movies and stuff. He was at some panel, and he said... Um, All over this movie, by the way, Jarmusch's influence. Oh, yeah. And he oh, goes, yeah. you know... Um, he said he treats every scene as a masterpiece is, is the way he likes to shoot. But then the movie actually happens in the editing. And I love that you said that because it really is that, because then it's like, what are you left with and how do we piece this together? Like, I just thought about that when they were shooting the bottles on either side of the bar that I'm like, Oh God, that must've been like a nightmare for, the oh, continuity yeah. people <laughs> like oh well, okay yeah. I and candles candles everywhere for you guys, candles, for you guys like, and for the listening audience all like three of you 
There is an interview <laughs> Thank you, that Terry Gross did with Antonio Banderas in 2019 for, yeah. uh, for NPR. And it's amazing. I listened to half of this as, as homework for this podcast. And they talk a lot about this movie. And it is hilarious. Oh, like, man. Because you realize, and like apparently Robert Rodriguez was like, you're giving me $7 million to make a movie? Like, whoa! Yeah, and you like, can tell. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then he was like, oh, wait, $7 million is actually not that much money to make an action movie. <laughs> not and, with like, had these like, so, huge grand plans. So that leads, you guys, this is something I was curious about. The structure of this movie, and this is based on what Solo just said, and, you know, Dave, you, you've you been funding your own, like, little projects now. So, like, the 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 choice to not show the final battle. 99% of the time, I hate that. I hate it. I'm like, don't set me up. I have the answer to that, by the way. But, well, I just think, like, he hit all the stylistic ups he was going to hit already. And for this movie, I give it up like the final gun battle. You you might not know it's the final gun battle. And, you know, that's a weird sensation at first because you're kind of set up thinking like he's still got to go to the fortress or whatever. Uh, but he, um, you know, it's so exciting and amazing that the ending to me worked, even though I usually hate the fade out for the final battle thing. Oh, what you guys well, think? well I, I mean, I'll tell you what had to happen, apparently, according to facts or history or whatever. Um this movie was originally given an NC-17 in its original cut. Mm. Uh, and he had to go back and cut a bunch of scenes in order to try to get it down to an R rating so they could like release it in theaters and he could make the money back. One of those scenes was the final gun battle. Because ah. apparently it was just ridiculously blood-soaked. Uh, there was also a scene where he uses the cock gun. Um, ah. <laughs> they had to cut that. They and did it in From Dust Till Dawn, by the way. They did but, use but it. But he got it from Dust Till Dawn. Dawn, so he got yeah. he got to use the the crotch gun. But apparently, there's also a scene where, uh, in the sex scene with him and Salma, the crotch gun goes off and shoots a hole through the guitar case. Amazing! Oh have, my god! And they have to cut, cut that cut scene that? too. What? But they did What's all this just to get an R rating. Also, sex scene. I'm. I give it a pass. It's. <laughs> It's totally fine in this movie. It's yeah. like, <laughs> no, well, you have it. to, but guys, we have to continue referring to it as making love. When he, really, he like rolls the spur along her butt, it's yeah. like the guitar is like, <laughs> and they have a couple where they're like writhing their heads back and forth. Or just oh, like, yeah. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> I do. I want to like, do you ever you like, the music, put, man. like put their hands in each other's faces a lot? Yeah. I always think that's really funny when uh, yeah. people have sex like that. I'm like, who has sex like that? It's like, oh, here, my face. thumb in your mouth, up your nose. Like, They're like, no, that's how we make love. Is there any better introduction of a sexy female lead in a movie as to have her walk out of a corner store and have a car accident happen right away. It's, <laughs> it's, amazing. Great. it's, yeah. it's like I my mean, favorite intro ever. Uh, we yeah. talked about Antonio. So, uh, Salma Hayek is also a movie star in this movie. It's the two like, of them together mm-hmm. is just yeah. brain meltingly hot. I'm so I mean, I think that that combined with what he was doing with the action took this from it being like a fun B movie to something that made it a classic, because I think if you didn't have the acting of those two, it doesn't matter what you did. You know what I mean? Like, once again, you need you need someone to carry, especially in action. Y- your main character is so important if you're doing that style of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and it's kind of like Tarantino would put together. I mean, Res- Reservoir Dogs, I mean, he has an incredible cast. And it's it's not that big of a movie, right? It's more like a play in a way because it takes place mostly in the warehouse. 
And but it doesn't matter if the acting is good. And obviously the yeah. script was very good as well. But you know what I mean? Like that that's but that like a script. Can, but like a script can only have so much effect on a movie, like once you start sure. like making it. Absolutely. Where where a script's gonna pro- it'll give you like a good organization of the movie, like the chronology of it. It'll give you like great dialogue, but like it has to be absolutely incredible for a script just to tie. Oh like, yeah, the execution, movie. like Jay, like, like a Coen Brothers script. Yeah, you need like good whatever cinematography, director, actors. Like it all has to click, and especially like actors. Like sometimes there's a really good actor can carry a movie. Well, yeah, we've watched so many movies on this too, and just in general either one of those parts that doesn't work in an obvious way obviously can just ruin a movie for anybody you know mm-hmm. whether whether it be someone who doesn't know how to shoot you know what i mean whatever like it just kind of like you go oh yeah that was really weird and it whatever takes you out of the fantasy of whatever you're watching yeah. but great performances can like i mean because you could probably think of like a thousand movies that are terrible but maybe they have like a great actor in it um, tom cruise and legend yeah. Yeah, let's give a credit to the the music the way that was integrated into this movie too oh even that's what i want to say yeah wait okay it's very 90s but i liked it but i like all that mariachi i wanted to say to to mike earlier when you talked about the opening scene everybody mentioned the opening scene the follow-up scene is the fucking dream sequence musical number which is also absolutely incredible incredible. (laughs) like with the with the like he's ripping the guitar and he smashes that dude in the face with it and then like never misses a beat he like the crowd's going nuts it's so fucking awesome it's such yeah, a and the scene. song is really good too it just that's like that song is a banger i actually wish it was more it's... of that style of song in the rest of the movie even though i still enjoyed the music but when i really got back to it i was like yeah it's sort of that like los lobos sort of just yeah. feel of like the mariachi in it i like i know you got money now and you want to have the electric guitar and make it more sexy in nineties, but well, I'm kind of like that's also just I like mean, what Lo- Los, sexy in Los Lobos plays true, and the kind of music like they they go back and forth a lot. Like, they, but also they there's a reason. Like, did, I I used to really get annoyed by the song that they were blaring at the end of the second bar shootout when he's on the street and he gets shot and mm-hmm. kills that guy. Yeah, but again, researching this movie, that song "Strange Face of Love" was done by a band who that guy uh, who plays TiVo, he's the lead singer of that band. So of course, Robert Rodriguez oh, cool. is like, yeah, dude, we'll play your song, Strange Face of Love, as you as you get killed on the street to end this gunfight. That's the, so the guy all, with the like, long hair. The, yeah, to the TV, that's because we pissed in it. Yeah. As, as, like, that's uh, yeah. that's his band's song that's that awesome. they're playing while he gets killed. So and I like, can tell right, you then. also, as we talk about structure or your script and your actors, the craziest thing about anything that you create, it's the random decisions like that that end up in your movie that sometimes yeah. you're like, that was absolutely brilliant. And you're like, I was just catching a cantaloupe. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? It's, totally. like, <laughs> it's bizarre. Like the thing There's is a lot of love of filmmaking it. in this movie. A lot yeah. of joy in the making of I it, did. you can tell. Yeah. So I do, I do, I mean, I don't know if it's too early to jump into criticisms, but the one part of this movie that I don't love is Somehow. the way that they desperately Wait, tried it. to tease it so we're gonna have to stop tease hold okay. your right. tease right. it out right. give, me, give me a good coming tease up the after the break yeah all right it has something like, to do like with after the, the break i want to talk about Make that sexy as you I'm, tease gonna, I'm gonna talk about the one part of this movie that i did not love 
Make it sound. You'll never believe what it is. Coming up yes, after coming the up break. Next. <laughs> Click here. Comment down below. Did not like <laughs> Sama Hayek naked. He was a, against it. Terrible idea. <laughs> Everybody hates that. explosions. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're coming back. Soy un hombre muy honrado que me gusta lo mejor. A mujeres no me falta ni el dinero ni el amor. Jineteando en mi caballo por la sierra yo me voy. Las estrellas y la luna ellas me dicen dónde voy. Ay, 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 ay. Ay, ay, mi amor. Ay, mi morena de mi corazón. Me gusta tocar guitarra, me gusta cantar el son. Mariachi me acompaña cuando canto mi canción. Me gusta tomar mis copas, aguardientes lo mejor. También el tequila blanco con su sal le da sabor. Ay, 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 mi amor. Ay, mi morena de mi corazón. Me gusta cantar el sol, el mariachi me acompaña cuando canto mi canción. Me gusta tomar mis copas, aguardiente es lo mejor. También el tequila blanco con su sal le da sabor. Ay, 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 mi amor. Ay, mi morena de mi corazón. Ay, 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 mi amor. Ay, mi morena de mi corazón. So I, when, I, I think we were home. talking about the one part of the movie that I didn't love, if yeah. I remember correctly. The yeah, kid. I was the break. The kid? The kid. The kid. Uh, I, I mean, like, I get it fills out, like, the, the whole way that Bucho's drug empire corrupts the community and really dives into that, but fuck that. <laughs> like, I feel like that's... I can make you like much. the kid. I can make you like the kid right now. Okay. Ready? Like the okay. All right. Yeah, there's a scene that I love. It's the one after the massacre in the first bar. After you know, like the he tells Stephen Shemmy he's not gonna any more bloodshed, then he murders like 40 people in that bar. And there's like they're mopping and there's like their blood like coming out the walls and shit. And they and they go outside to look around outside, and the kids just leaning on the outside of the door, practicing the chords he learned, just chilling, not even phased by the 40 dead bodies 10 feet behind him. And the guy, these thugs come out, they look at the kid, he just like looks at him and he walks away, making eye contact the whole time, playing his guitar. Here's why you like it, Solo. That kid is going to become the next El Mariachi. All right. All right. Well, how yeah. about this? That kid we is not going to become El Mariachi. Once upon a time in Mexico, though, I have to say. Oh, well, I know, yeah, but whole, in, I, in my head, once upon a time in Mexico is I so like much it. better. But, well, that's because um, he had $40 million and he was like, let's not do any of that stuff I did in Desperado. And I'll well, get the, kid, the kid also gets compo killed by being a moron. Yeah. Because he winds up stumbling yeah, into true. like the biggest gunfight in Mexico with a rocket launcher and a chain gun and somehow gets himself shot. 
So Antonio <laughs> goes to help this kid the instead kid of helping is, his friend, and his friend dies. The kid is such an obvious metaphor, and not to be too cliche, but it's such an obvious metaphor for um, um, uh, what you call it, Antonio Banderas's former life as a mariachi. It's right. him and exactly. the music, and then yes. He and then you have the the normal action thing that you've seen in every action movie where he has to have a moment of sacrifice that's not all about revenge and he's got to go after like saving the kid because he's not like the Punisher who is only obsessed <laughs> with revenge. But, but then I was okay with the kid dying. <laughs> <laughs> but he leaves from the kid's hotel room to then go and literally kill everybody else. <laughs> Well, like, it was like a, it was like a he was like pause. Let me save the kid, and he's like game on. It was like game off, game on, and then you know, and it's he also to- ditches his guns at the end, and then like they don't get like ten feet when he's like no 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 go back. He's like well, we're right, right. I can't leave all my guns. Yeah, you know what? But that's also like a spaghetti watch, western trope. Yeah, yeah if yeah, you yeah, watch they, Planet Terror, I think you start to see the evolution of um, Rodriguez perfecting all those things. So it's always interesting to see the first one with some money that they get to do. And then him going back and going like, no, I can perfect this better. I can make this look, but this will be funnier or this will be more poignant if he drops here or if this action thing happens here. So, you know, I, I, I can see that even with the kid, I think they were just like, we need, some sort of redemption for this guy. But actually, I would agree with Solo in this because you could have used Selma Hyatt and that relationship with him and maybe some backstory on the Steve Buscemi character to kind of like fill in his heart. You know, like, where's where's the heart? Why do we like him? We like I like him no matter what, because I think Antonio Banderas does an amazing job. But who knew that when they were making the movie? You know, I agree. <laughs> yeah but it also, also it's like, like all heroes that he does you ever see the dance movie does when he like like jumps on the car but he twists his legs and his yeah. back is kind of in an attitude and he's like pew, pew, pew. there's so much <laughs> posing in this movie he does like the, the bar is the bar shootout the first bar shootout where they're under uh, when he's getting his guns together and the guys are coming over the bar mm-hmm. and that guy jumps on him and he you puts me. his feet up. <laughs> oh, that part too. He puts his feet up and shoots him as he's going yeah. into the air backward. <laughs> into the like same the antlers or whatever. The wall oh, that whole, that, that bar <laughs> like, scene, the most Antonio amazing. Like, the end of that gunfight, the best delivery is when he's like, he's like, look, if you want to go, you go. You go. <laughs> if you want to stay, relax. <laughs> And it's, I love like, that scene yeah. when they and then they just grab yeah. the guns and he's like, yeah, okay, just, click, 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 click. You it's know so what that, I want to love guy, by the way, was the we assistant yeah. director, I think, yeah. if I remember correctly. From oh, the really? That, the that guy, guy with the glasses was the assistant yeah, director. The, the accountant who's secretly the, the yeah. dangerous, quiet guy. Love that. They do all that yeah. with like nothing, no dialogue, nothing. Just guy with glasses, last man out in the room. Oh, and Danny Trejo with his with his basically cameo. Oh, D- yeah. Danny Trejo is a huge part of this movie. That was like um, one of his. Was this one of his heart. first movies? It had to be. I feel like it so, definitely is. Robert Rodriguez and Danny Trejo discovered during making this movie that they are second cousins. Yeah. Oh, whoa! Yeah, wow. there you go. Hasn't he been in like every Robert Rodriguez movie? I think he has. Yeah, maybe. And yeah. then starred in two: Machete and Machete Kills. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, <laughs> which oh, I kind of like this movie. Actually, the Machete movies are a little bit like. I don't think I've seen them. I probably should. Oh no, they're awesome! Like they're he amazing. basically went. They're a little through. more like uh, they're a little more tongue in cheek, but uh, way more Roger Corman. Like they're way, and he was like not even hiding it. He went from that Planet Terror thing when they were doing the Grindhouse movies, him and Tarantino, and then he basically just spun it off into Machete because they had a – in the Grindhouse movies, Machete was a preview like in between the two movies. So they were like supposed to be at the drive-in sort of two-movie feature and one of the previews was Machete and so then they decided to actually make it into a movie. This um, Desperado has no irony. Has no irony. Yeah. How weird is that for a '90s movie? For when it came out, well, this movie at no point is it like stepping back and being like thoughtful about it. It's like this shit's awesome. We love all this awesome shit. <laughs> We're gonna do it but in well, a way that is, aw- guess, awesome was the goal at all times. Heavy, like heavy on movie. satire and light and like non-existent. I don't think on it's iron. satire. I think, I think the movie's it literally been, just like I love yeah. this shit. These movies are great. Well, <laughs> what what about, like, the the scenes with the American tourists? Like that it's stuff? funny. I'm not saying it's, it's not hilarious. funny. I'm saying I don't think it's satire. In terms, I don't think it's satire. I don't think. Okay, wait. I, that's sad. Making satire of the um the the wind like the tourists. Yes, but I'm yeah. saying the movie itself is not made like with a winking irony towards the genre. Being like, in, isn't this shit so cheesy? Look how dumb it is that we're doing it. Like a lot of '90s movies. This movie's like. This shit's awesome. The cheese is part of the awesome. We don't give a fuck. We love it. We're making this movie. Yeah. That's kind of how this movie is. Well, and I think too, um, what was I going to say? Oh, this at the time, I think would fit in that beginning era of um, comic book. Like it's, it's very, it's a very comic book movie in the way that it treats all of that. And I think you see that, like go and watch any of the Marvel stuff. It has all of this humor in it, in the fight scenes, in in different parts of the movie, and it's satire and all that sort of stuff. So I I think that it's interesting because I would have viewed it. I was just thinking of like the Crow, which was very popular then, but the Crow was very dark and serious. Absolutely want to do that one. We need to do that one. We need to do that, that one. Is, yeah. But it was like that was also though different because everybody at that moment suddenly because indie features were becoming so big at that time. It was trying to get away from that was that period that I always talk about where I'm like from like 91 to 96, just big action movies, pop music, hair metal, all this stuff just died. And the entire culture was went totally into like alternative music movies. You know, and are you saying that Quentin Tarantino is like the nirvana of (laughs) directors? Kind of. Absolutely. I would actually agree. I would say 110% because whatever timing that, that movie coinciding with Nirvana, coinciding with gangster rap, coinciding with everything, it just like imploded. And then you don't get back to it. This is my marker. I probably totally wrong, but I don't remember seeing real action movies back in like a big way until Michael Bay and bad boys. John Woo. Let's not forget John I say Woo. John Woo was face well, John off. John Woo was face off. No, that's face later off. 90s. That's late 90s. Yeah, but, but he 96, made... 97. When, when was Con Air? Con Air was like 96. Um, Those came out. Jerry Bruckheimer. John Woo made three huge budget action movies <laughs> Go to the, in go Japan, to the though. <laughs> 97. Con Air was 97. And Woo, Sorry, Woo was making movies in the well, 80s Maybe 95 when it came back. Maybe it was 95. It's John Woo. But John I'm Woo and Sam Raimi. But Bad Boys and The Rock came out before 
John Woo yeah. broke here. John Woo broke here. That's probably I think happened. that was like right after the the MTV Movie Awards where they gave Jackie Chan a lifetime achievement award when nobody knew who Jackie Chan was, and suddenly there was this embracing, and then you got the Matrix later. Oh, it's funny, Dave. Now, now that you say this, and I actually like looked up the top action movies of '95, you have quite a good point because <laughs> the first one that comes up is, is Desperado, and then it like goes into things like, oh, action movies. Um, how about Jumanji or I, I don't know, uh, Batman Forever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we should also do Batman Forever. That movie's fascinating. Yeah, I didn't remember it. this because J Bone and I went to go see Bad Boys. I don't. We might have gone to see The Rock too. But it oh was, yeah, we did. We got, and it was like we, we we had a lot of Michael Bay stock, the two of us. We were, we were in on Michael Bay early. <laughs> but I remember that being like, oh, these are like because I, you know, we all grew up on the Schwarzenegger and this and that, and you know those sorts of action movies. And I remember thinking to myself, like, oh, like this is back now. Oh, okay, maybe it's less time than I make it out to be. But there was a period of time where everything that was in the mainstream just got totally trashed, and yeah. you had this weird moment of indie stuff being the best thing that ever happened. And then Britney Spears came back and shit like that started happening. Yeah. Cause like days confused is like 93. Yeah. That uh, link later, there's so many indie directors who just like popped through for a second. And was then... Buffalo 66. Did that come out? Then? No, that's later. That was later. Uh, um, Dave, give us some Thank alternative you. titles. Do you want to do the haiku first? Did you do one for this? I I didn't man. You know I had this great idea. I was and because I, I forgot late, and I was gonna like try to get onto the 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 OpenAI Chat GPT site, and I was gonna ask AI to write me a Antonio Banderas ode as a haiku in Spanish, and it I couldn't get it on the site. So, I mean, it seems like you could big, do it right now while Dave is doing his alternative titles. <laughs> I could. I'll so go do it. that. You go work on that. Dave's gonna hit right. us up. Um. So I'm gonna say. This was actually a really hard one to come up with any alternative titles because I think this movie is fucking awesome. So it was really hard to completely make fun of it because I was like, they already made fun of themselves. How are you so, missing? How are you missing Cock Gun? <laughs> yeah. Name, name of my, No, it's Cock Gun, name of my all girl punk band. Cock Gun <laughs> Maverick. All right. Nice. Um, Gaspacho. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the smallest <laughs> the smallest mexican um psych <laughs> piss beer uh bucho's bitch el spicy meat the ball uh bucho loves the bitches um gray pippon um with the guy who got in the fight uh grande gato in pantalones uh, too many guitars and not enough guns up in smoke too. Cheech dies. Uh, oh, <laughs> Quentin Tarantino walks into a bar. Uh, Karen before Karen. Uh, shits in the shitter. The service here is terrible. <laughs> that was actually funny. And don't be expecting a tip either. Uh, I whisper, then kill. Um, Forty guys on a bar. Uh, <laughs> slow mo banderas, uh, <laughs> big man, little knives, uh, blood on the wall, drugs in the guitar, name of my sex tape. Uh, Carolina takes it from Bucho, uh, sex guitar, 
Mike X guitar. Desperado. Mike Soft Jazz. Oh, Mike Soft Jazz Latin Fusion album featuring Timmy Capello on the sax. Ooh, I'm in. Uh, <laughs> lick my chest and tell me you love me. Um, <laughs> I killed some people. Let's have sex. Boom. Did, did the sex scene need a saxophone? Would it have been weird? Should we just edit it? Um, like find a saxophone solo somewhere and just slap it on there? In the same but scene? I don't know. Like you could do that thing mariachi on TikTok and you like in the heat of the night saxophone or that. <laughs> What was that? Beale, Beale that Street. Beale Street. Well, yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Baker What's Street. His name? Baker, Baker Street. Street. Baker Street. <laughs> Beale Street. Or put Baker like Street. Uh, the theme music to the Blue Oyster from um, Police Academy. Over. Oh yeah, isn't that what that is? No, that's, that's a lot more upbeat. That's Baker Street. That's Baker. <laughs> All right, oh, not as bad as I thought, but it was actually this one. It was just Dave, those were great. I thought Piss Beer was really inspired. Piss Beer and Hot Gun. Yeah. I He explains it by saying that the Hot Gun has saved his life many times. You can do many like, times. times How like, long has he been killing people? The lore of this time. movie baffles me. He's like, it seems like a long time. Yeah, you it seems like a prequel. I wanted, I wanted him to do a prequel now hundreds, and hundreds go back deaths. to the, the, the ones yeah. that he killed before he gets to Bucho. He kills so many people. Yeah. The body count in this movie alone is apparently 67. Yeah, so and he's old and tired of the, of the game. I thought, it was, <laughs> I thought it was two. I thought two was the body count because they only have two stuntmen. Where they put <laughs> I love that story. Oh yeah, talk about story. that, Dave. Weren't you talking more, about more, that? More random stories again from the uh, from the NPR interview is that he talks about how again due to the short budget they uh, cut corners and things like safety measures and stunt doubles, and they only hired like a hand <laughs> two stunt doubles. And he was explaining, he's like, I killed the same guy over and over again. It's like, put a wig on him, I shoot him. Put a put a beard on him, I shoot him. Put glasses on him, I shoot him. <laughs> and it's like every guy who shoots him flies away is the same stunt double, just with like different costumes. It's incredible. <laughs> I had a moment though when he is in bed after lovemaking, and the two guys are coming after. You know, they're in the bed, and the guns are coming, and they're coming close to Selma Hayek's head. Oh yeah. It made me think of what happened recently with Alec Baldwin and how on set sometimes they're saying like, you know, the way we position the camera, nobody should actually ever point a gun at someone's head loaded or not, which I actually am like, well, how do they do that for everything? But they actually, you just said it, um, safety measures. Apparently the one clip that everybody loves that Mike texted us all earlier to get us pumped up the explosion as they're walking away, mm-hmm. that was apparently so close to them <laughs> that they burned the back of their head and they had to immediately be doused with, like, yeah, they were like that close to the explosion. He's like, oh held their hair and they threw us on the ground. Yeah. Well, I'm going to tell it's you. It's an all timer, yeah. too. It's an all timer yeah. walk away from the explosion. When I was uh, working on Search Party last, last summer and I was working a lot with the stunt coordinator. I mean, it's it's crazy to think that you could still get away with that because they were like so careful about we had a flamethrower on set and they just walked everybody. They're like, everybody stop. Everybody look this way. Here are the safety measures. We don't care if you're going to be near it or not. And so and I'm assuming that's just an accumulative thing over, you know, people probably suing and stuff. And obviously 20, 27 years ago, Dave, this was this was quite a while ago when they were, yeah, you know. We can yeah, do, we do yeah, that. a lot of growth in, in the 95. 
Yeah, film yeah. sets were dangerous back then. Yeah, so was <laughs> so was Newt Ingridge too. Yeah, who Newt Ingridge? Yeah, he was Newt Gingrich. Yeah. Speaker of the House. <laughs> yeah, Blue I'm just quoting things from '95. That's all. Newt the Grinch. Uh-huh. Newt the Grinch. Oh, yeah, '95. Yeah. Um, yeah. Contract so this was America. a year after Pulp Balance Fiction. the budget. Yeah. This was his Pulp Fiction. So El Mariachi was his yeah. dogs. This was his Pulp Fiction. There you on go. That, on the on the thing. <laughs> all right. Well. Um, mm. How much do you think? All right, so this movie was made for seven million dollars. Mm-hmm. All said and done, how much do you think it made? Worldwide or domestic dollars. box office? Because I know the I know the answer to this. Worldwide. Worldwide. Okay. Mike. Twenty nine eighty. Twenty nine eighty. Fuck what? Come on. Twenty ninety. <laughs> I'm really sleep deprived. Well, you already know it. You already know it. So fifty eight. It made yeah. fifty eight million. That's good. It's pretty money. good. Good money. That's good money on a seven million dollar budget. That's oh, really good. Antonio Bandas. Good dinero. All right. Wow. He just makes that sexy money. Um, ooh, ooh. Mike, 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 money. Mike, does Desperado suck now? Uh no, Desperado doesn't suck now. It's like a great homage to like 70s B movies and spaghetti westerns. Antonio Banderas and Salma Hayek are like hot AF. And they just like <laughs> great performances. And there's like a bunch of bit parts, you know, Danny Trejo, Steve Buscemi, even Quentin Tarantino, who I usually don't like it when he's in movies, uh, turns in a great performance. Cheech, everybody just like gets this shit done. Bucho. Yeah. Bucho, Matt O'Neill. <laughs> it moves like really fast. <laughs> no like pre pretense or pretext to it or whatever you would call it. It just like gets it done. Every all the shots are just like it's like very beautifully filmed. Mm-hmm. The music's good. Um, he ups the action Annie really well mm-hmm. throughout the movie with like bigger and bigger scenes. Uh, as far as like the action goes, which is always like tough to do in an action movie and not be like a lot of the same. Um, and it's just like it's like a sexy, violent, filthy movie, yeah. and I love it with style. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't suck now. Dave, does uh, Desperado suck now? Alwada? Fuck yeah, man. This movie sucks. Uh, no, it's awesome. I, I mean, I saw this movie. My story is that I was hanging out in New York. I think I was like a freshman in college. A friend of mine's friend said, come over to this person's house. And we get there and we find out that the person's house that we're at or apartment is an escort, which we found interesting. Oh. It's a huge like basin, like turkey basin of Coke. I mean, there's nothing going on mm. in the house. It's just like seven people. And they're like, we're going to go out. And so Raya, my, my friend and I did not do that. And we were like, you know, OK. And then she's like, oh, I'm going to get a new DVD player, which at the time was expensive. And she's like, you can have any VHS as you want. And we were like, oh, sweet. At least we get something out of this deal. And Desperado (laughs) was my first pick. So I watched this movie like so many times. Letterboxd, I hope. Yeah. I mean, after, (laughs) you know, (laughs) after I I brushed off all the cocaine on it. But it was like, you know, (laughs) I was like, oh. But, um. You know, this movie is amazing. I always love this movie. I just thought it was stylized. And even though you can see some things that you're like, oh, that's kind of silly or this and that. I always think I think once again, this was an interesting one to look at, to be like the action and the acting, especially of, I'd say, the three leads, because I think Bucho, too. Yeah. Um, it, and everyone else kind of is supporting. I think this is one of those movies where it's like weak script. 
but the acting pushes it completely through as well as the action oh, yeah. scenes. And it's not like this. Right, yeah, even that end scene could have been cheesy Can when I- he was just like, this is my brother. Yeah. yeah, and that could have been cheesy. They should have called it Hermano. He should have been like Arrested Development and had him call it Hermano. I want to jump in real quick just with I, like, I know if he word. was, if he, uh, you know, hey, if you were fucking my little brother, I <laughs> yeah. would have given you a pass. So that... <laughs> yeah, it was no, like, like, it could have been I really, bad. I, I feel for Bucho. I just want to say that real quick. I, I feel his <laughs> frustration. He shoots him in the like, hand, though. How, he's like, how hard is that? I'm asking you to find somebody you don't know. And, and shoot them. them. Yeah. How hard is that? The only thing they could have said. The limo, the limo is amazing. The bulletproof yeah. limo. Yeah. If he had just like out and out, yeah. if he had just out and out said, you know, how hard is that? We are a fucking cartel. Like <laughs> this is what we do. He does a great freak out the whole movie. He just freaks him. out the whole movie. It's great. But actually, I don't know him. Bucho, yeah, the, the guy playing Bucho is in Warrior Nun. He oh plays, yes, he oh. plays the Pope. Shit, I guess I'm watching this. <laughs> no, hey, he plays the Pope. He plays the Pope in it. Yeah, it's, it's, I, he reminds me a little bit of the guy who was the bad guy in the first John Wick movie, which is also one of my favorite like B movie villain performances of all time. He's like the oh, Russian, the Russian dude of this guy. from the state. Yeah, who's just like my son's a fucking idiot. What are you gonna do? Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <I gotta." laughs> and that Russian story. guy is in like anytime we need a Russian guy to be anything. Yeah. He's the character actor who so owns good. the phone call. And I remember I the two of them in a movie. Scene. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So does it suck now, Dave? No. That's amazing. All right. J-Bone. Yeah. Does it suck now? No, this movie rules. Solo. <laughs> You're like, I want to get off this call. What am I going to add? You guys covered everything I would possibly yeah. The Gino Boys covered all of it. Controversial movie. This movie yeah, fucking rules. It's, is it perfect? <laughs> no. Do I want it to be perfect? No. Fuck it. It's perfect mm, for no. exactly how it is. It rules. Solo. Like a crooked penis. It's just fine. Yeah, it's crooked, Wait, but it's hitting the right spot. <laughs> it's like a crooked penis. Just fine. You're going to have to, Dave, this is not a therapy. I wouldn't change. Yeah, it's, it's not, it's, you, this you is your podcast. Oh, no, mine straight is narrow. That's why I shave. So it's fine. I, no doubt. I mean, we're not we're not saying that. <laughs> oh, we're saying that Desperado does not suck now. Yeah, you know what I, I do want to add? Very clear. Sama Hayek's comedic timing, so good. The hot water joke yeah. is still fucking funny. It's been like thirty years. Hot water. <laughs> Their timing on that is perfect. Anyway, solo. Take it away. This is your movie. We know it doesn't. Suck. Okay. No, it doesn't. It doesn't suck now. I feel that I previously had been annoyed by some of the editing that we were actually complimenting highly during this podcast. Cause as an action hungry, uh, I don't know, young teen or mid teen of the nineties, uh, I like the second half Ooh. of this movie, I feel like actually falls off a little bit. I feel like you get like post rocket launcher gunfight scene. There are 45 minutes left in the movie where you're like, what is going yeah. on here? And there's the, the, the kid and then the, oh, it's all the, oh, you're my brother. Uh, <laughs> so I, I wanted really badly to be able to like hold it to this higher standard, but like you could have been all time, like mind blowing, excellent, but just to get your R rating, you cut the wrong scene. Fuck it. I love this movie. Like I loved it more now than I loved it when I first loved it upon That's the repeat awesome. viewing now in my forties. Um, and I wanted, and I forgot all that criticism. Cause that, that's what I remembered. I was like, Oh yeah. Is, am I still going to be pissed that this movie like slows down? And nope, I was not. I loved it. I appreciated everything that it did. And, uh, 
Yeah. Wow. Well done, yeah. Robert. It's like when you when you when yeah. you get rid of your expectations or you take something for what it is, you see a flower bloom. <laughs> oh. You know when you that saw the like kid where you guys like uh, AF. Don't you wish you could wear that jacket? None of us could pull off that jacket, the scorpion jacket. What was that, Mike? What? I said, well, did you guys think about um, Pootie Tang when you saw that kid? And I was like, he was like, hey, kid. <laughs> you want some candy? Like, That's kid. Yeah, the dumbest kid Is that candy, ever mister? The kind you smoke out of a pipe. Pipe <laughs> candy. Even the kids that annoyed me, yeah. that annoyed me so much back in the day, I, I realized now it was an excuse for like one of the coolest shots in the movie where he's like bleeding out and like oh, stumbling yeah. along the wall. And Dragging the blood. And like, smear of blood oh, across yeah. the wall. I was like, that wouldn't have happened if he didn't have to follow this annoying kid. So yeah, it all works. Well done. This movie's like, I used, my old dog Reggie was a dog that I used to say was like the kind of dog that dog lovers really love. He was like a barometer. <laughs> like people who didn't love dogs would look at Reggie and be like, what the fuck is that thing? And people who love dogs were like, oh my God, what is that thing? I love it. And uh, that's what Desperado is. Like if you, if you love a certain kind of like go for broke filmmaking, you gotta love this movie. It's fucking. It's just balls yeah. to walls. It's great. It's so fun. He left it all on the floor. All on the well, floor. I yeah. like all of his influences, and I think he like incorporates them all really well into this movie. Is there anything in that interview where they talk about Antonio Banderas's acting choices for this? Like, did was that Robert Rodriguez's choice, yeah. or was that like, <laughs> or was Robert Rodriguez was like Antonio Banderas just does this crazy fucking thing, it's and so I just awesome. want to do it. Well, I mean, like, Antonio talks a lot about, like, just how crazy the whole making of the movie was. It sounds like that from the, I only listened, honestly, to, like, the first half of it, but it sounds like that, like, Robert was super technical. Like, he wanted, like, the, the, the perfect shots, and he was, like, so obsessed with trying to schedule out the shots and, like, get all the shots. In fact, there's a nugget where um, he says that Antonio got to shoot the bathroom scene where Quentin Tarantino like goes into the bathroom with Tavo mm-hmm. to like get back to the accountant area. Like Antonio shot that whole scene because Robert, he was like, I don't like working with the second crew. I have shit to do with the first crew. And that whole scene was shot with the second crew while they were doing something else in order to save the day or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. To answer your question, I don't know. He doesn't ever go into like what, whether he was influenced or directed, but it's just such a, it's just such a unique take and it's like i remember watching it and being like i don't feel like i've ever seen an action hero do this it's It's also like like, that's why i loved it maybe mel gibson's the only other person that's why i love it off like mel gibson at prime like uh lethal weapon mel gibson martin riggs yeah martin riggs is kind of close but this is like this is like bruce campbell and and evil dead but like sexy (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Well, I think the pitch for his character is like, you know, he loves too hard. He kills too hard. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he's so hesitant. Sama Hayek well, is throwing herself at you. He's <laughs> he's he's so cool that he can withstand Sama Hayek for like hours. He's just like, I got this. I'm, I'm but was cool. that also like a kind of All like day. a John Was Chow Young Fat a little bit like that in like hard boiled? Does or he ever like, get romance? I was thinking about that. Does he ever get any romance in those movies in, mm. in hard boiled or uh what was the other big not, one? Not, like, not to that degree. He did the assassin one. That's the one with the assassins. Right. <laughs> the professionals. I mean, assassins also an Antonio Banderas classic. That, oh, yeah. That's oh, yeah. That was, right. yeah so, so I have. Okay. So next movie is is my pick. 
uh, to fi- finish out this summer series that is heading into January of 2023. <laughs> 2023. Happy holidays, everybody. Um, <laughs> uh, mine oh, is uh, the Studio Ghibli movie Princess Mononoke, which is one of my favorite movies. A little more serious. Oh, yeah, I haven't seen that in a um, I just showed my kids Spirited Away, and it was magical. And my 11-year-old, like, got up from the table, put her phone down, and was like, I'm very interested in this movie, like, five minutes into it, and sat and, like, went through it. So... We're gonna watch Prince. Nice. I'm gonna show her Princess Mononoke. Maybe, maybe have her pipe in. Um, and then I propose to you guys: Why don't we just keep this format where we just rotate, and then you pick whatever you want, and then maybe, maybe we'll get some movies that we don't all agree on going forward. Yeah. So, like, like it could just like swing to like who's, who started. Like Dave started, so Dave would I be started. after me, or Mike did. Mike started because so Mike, Mike would get whatever he wants to do next, and we'll just rotate that way. So it's like Mike's movie, Dick. then Dave, then right. You did. <laughs> Dick. Right. We did Dick, and we did. Um, what the fuck did Dave pick? I keep forgetting every time. What did you pick, Dave? Devil's Backbone. Devil's oh, yeah. Devil's Backbone. And uh, now Desperado. And now... Technically, Princess we Mono say that was our Halloween one. Princess Mono. Yeah, we got that one in perfect. Yeah. That one that was supposed to come out in June came in perfect for Halloween. So that was... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not making any more promises. They come out when they come out. Yeah. I will <laughs> warn you, I'm watching a lot of... Uh, Theo really likes the Muppets, and I've been watching a lot of Muppets stuff oh, hell yeah did you watch emma Dude, Dude, christmas, christmas. we could do yeah, well, um, christmas she Mupp- really likes muppets Mupp- she calls it muppets go to manhattan it's a classic that's that a classic. Classic. Hey, well listen yeah. you all get your own it's it's you get to be king for a for a, yeah. for a clip for a, for an episode every time so dave's after me you got you can think about it dave unless you know right now do you know right now or you want to think about it I got to think. No, okay. I'm, I'm you next. Have one more. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Mike is Mike. next. I'm next. Right. Do you know what you want, Mike, or do you want to think about it? <laughs> Maybe we will be. I'm not going to say it yet. I got to think about it. Look at me. Here I am. <laughs> right where I belong. <laughs> Podcast Network.